We are Home Theater United. Well, good evening and welcome to another episode of Home Theater United. I'm Sam Poston. This is episode 38. And tonight, one of our favorite guests, Todd Irwin, is back. Say hey, Todd. Hey, Todd. <laughs> you sound great, Todd. I guess you got some new gear, right? Uh, yeah, I've got a new um, NT-USB Mini by Rode. Yeah, and, Rode's, uh, Rode's one of my favorite brands. It sounds great. That's awesome. Yeah, and, I, I've, I've been pretty happy with it so far. Awesome. So tonight, Todd, we're going to talk about Streaming Frustrations 2022, and you were part of our original Streaming Frustrations crew. We don't have a lot to talk about before we jump into Streaming Frustrations, but uh, Todd, as you know, um, I think I've told you before that uh, July 1st is my birthday, which was a couple weeks ago. Which is oh, thank you. I I don't bring that up because you know I (laughs) wanted people to send gifts. But it's halfway through the year, and so that means that stores like Amazon and Best Buy and those guys are running their what used to be called Christmas in July, and now Amazon's calling Prime Day. Uh, we started to see some deals kind of creep in in the last week, and tonight it kicks off at midnight. And for the most part, I'm, I'm not a super huge fan of the Prime Day, and I think that there's 98% junk in, in those sales. Uh, but the one thing that I did see that uh, was uh, was launched today at a price break was the Apple TV at 120 bucks. Did you yeah, have the some? Yeah, the 32 gig. The yeah. 32 gig is one is um, 120, but you can get the 64 gig at Best Buy for 140. Okay, and I saw and, and their price and their price matching um, Amazon. Right, well. and and so I I I used to buy the 64s, and nobody can convince me it does anything any better for for the the way that I use it. So for 120 bucks for all the people that have been screaming, I'd buy an Apple, but they're too expensive. If uh, $120 for what I consider the 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 best bang for the buck, uh, and honestly the best image quality and sound quality device, um, if if that's not worth it to you, or if you're still anything but Apple, uh, I I can't can't argue with with yeah, those no. types of things. But for 120 bucks, jump in, buy one for the bedroom. It's a good deal. The other news. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, definitely. Um, and um, Roku's kind of going in on that too. They, you get the Ultra for 80 bucks. Oh. The, oh, I didn't the see those. 4K for 30 bucks. Those are not Prime deals. Those are Roku deals. So those are okay. pretty much across all retailers. Okay. Well, that's great to know. And and I'm sure we'll put links to all those similar streaming and home theater related deals as they come across. Uh, I did see the list of uh, the camera gear for the first six hours uh, did leak. And with without exception, it's all Chinese knockoff stuff and nothing against yeah. the Chinese. But, you know, we, we all know those brands that don't invent things. They just basically steal the designs from somebody else and, and put it under their own brand. And that seems to be what all what all that is. So the other True. bit, the other bit of True. news that came across in the last oh couple weeks uh, was uh, I got a surprise DVD in the mail, and uh, why don't you tell tell us a little bit about that present you sent me? Well, about forty years ago, actually almost exactly forty years ago, um, I did a movie called The Adventures of Terrific Man, mm-hmm. 
which was a um, kind of ahead of its time superhero <laughs> comedy um, that was the brainchild of a friend of mine in, um, in drama club buddy. And um, so we made the movie and I think uh, we'll have a link in the show notes where you can mm-hmm. actually, cause I, I've since uploaded everything to YouTube. Oh, okay. That's nice. on that disc except for, uh, the short I'm only sleeping because YouTube wouldn't let me upload it. Why is uh, that? Because music oh. rights. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So I want to talk about a few things about that before we jump into our ma- main subject. Um, first of all, uh, for 40 years ago, the the special effects that you had, I think, w- was also in uh, Terrific Man, but it was mostly in I'm Only Sleeping. If I remember right, uh, where you basically zap people out of existence. Can you tell us how you did that? Oh, that that was only and I'm only sleeping. Uh, that was the old uh, get the uh, um, get the needle out and scrape the emulsion on the film. Ah, okay. So it's uh, w- was actually modifying the film after it was shot. Gotcha. Okay, I I was pretty impressed there- with that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, very, very, very old school. So as I've mentioned, uh, in high school, I took a film production uh, class, and in college, I took a, a film history. So I, I was definitely into it in the same era of my life that, that you were. You know, you got your start. Uh, but, you know, from it, m- most of my cohort, it was all about saying, oh, imagine 10 years from now when we have all these video cameras and everything gets pricey and we can make movies and we talked about it and never really actually did it and of course you know in not too long after that kevin smith who was in the next town over you know just built a whole empire by saying fuck it and put thirty thousand dollars of you know on his parents credit cards and did a real honest to goodness film so mm-hmm. uh, and so mm-hmm. it just it it just basically blew up like five years after I was a kid where we were dreaming about it and not having the dough to do it. And folks like you and Kevin, you know, just said, well, we're, we're really going to do this and we'll, uh, you know, we'll learn from it and we'll, you know, we'll grow from it. So that's pretty awesome. I'm still trying to do that. <laughs> well, I mean, aren't we all, I mean, if, yeah. if, if I hit the lottery tomorrow, I, I would certainly, uh, you know, try to go down that route and, you know, I, I, as a kid, I thought of myself as a storyteller, and then I got into my 20s, and I'm like, I just don't have anything that interesting to say. And, you know, with 30 years of living after that and brain tumors and, you know, moving up and down the eastern seaboard, may, you know, maybe I got a story or two in me. We'll have to see. It's always, you know, guys like me that say, yeah, someday. Well, we'll see when someday comes, you know. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And, what- uh- I was on. I took a little vacation uh, end of May mm-hmm. and shot a lot of video on my iPhone 13. Okay. In uh, cinematic mode, mm-hmm. and I was just blown away. Yeah. So, I've always said, no, I would never shoot a movie on a smartphone. Yeah. But I'm now rethinking that. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how that the, the technology just simply fits in your pocket today, and it's you know available you know. Uh, Almost as a side thought to to those devices. True, it's pretty crazy. But I want to. You can and then you can get free editing software sure. like, <laughs> yeah. that is professional yeah. quality. Yeah, it's like insane. Like Yeah, uh, that's free. Yeah, it's unbelievable. The one thing I did want to say is that I I was really impressed at how well you put together the 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 Blu-ray because that you did uh, 
you know, brand new menus and, and transitions and stuff like that. So that looked great. So congratulations on that. Nice, nicely done. Oh, thank you. That was all done in Adobe Premiere and Encore uh, CS5 to tell you how, to okay. show you how old that is. Okay. So you're one of the ones holding off on getting the subscription? I don't use it enough for me to <laughs> okay. consider using subscription. Yep. I don't need the higher, um, the, the the new bells and whistles right. for, for what I use it for. Mm -hmm. Plus, I, I'm now kind of teaching myself how to use DaVinci Resolve, okay. which is a much more powerful, mm -hmm. um, has much more powerful um, color correction um, dials and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So my next project is the follow-up film that I never got to finish called Warren's Revenge, and um, I'm going to be starting transferring that soon. Yeah, it's funny you said Chinese knockoffs. Uh, the, the, Super 8 transfer, scan the Super 8 scanner that I have is called a Magnasonic, but it's identical to the Wolverine, and it was like $100 less Yeah, it's, I mean, on I, Amazon. So, I mean, there, there, there are things out there like 3D printers that if you buy from the Chinese knockoff, you're getting 98% of the quality, and I'm all for that. But there's also an awful lot of shovelware out there that's just junk. And oh, absolutely. I, I absolutely. don't even know how Amazon can warehouse all of it because it's like, all right, every every quarter, if it's not selling, we're just going to basically give it away. So, yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to our, our main topic tonight, which is streaming frustrations, which which essentially you are the archaeologist and <laughs> and, um, you know, just the the voice of record of that, at least at Home Theater Forum. So why don't you tell us a little bit about where you see that uh, where where you see that industry today? Um, well, it's been growing uh, thanks to the pandemic, uh, especially during the the entire uh, lockdown um, and it, where everything was shut down and everything. You know, people were working from home and stuff like that. So um, that helped streaming grow tremendously, and it really helped services like Disney Plus, who launched months before the lockdown and um so it, it's continuing to grow i i think we're, we're starting to see people um users starting to get uh um used to it starting to see it really hit their wallet yeah oh you uh, mean too that, much too much they're starting to see just how much they are spending on uh on streaming services and when you know, and netflix had a really bad quarter because they they raised their prices once yep. again, and people bought. Yeah. Some people walked. Some people just downgraded their service. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to start seeing some changes. I think with Netflix and Disney Plus going forward by the before the end of the year. Okay, and we'll so, probably get that's one of our topics. Sure, and and the, the term for that is churn, right? So correct. Co companies like Netflix have churn estimates built into their profitability, right? They're expecting. I don't know, say 20% of their subscribers are going to drop off every six months to a year. It may be more or less than that. I don't know what it is. Um, whereas Disney, I think, has built in you know, a, a value proposition that um, is supposed to be, you know, uh, prevent a lot of that churn. Um, but one thing that I've been predicting we're starting to see more of, there are services like, I think it's called Truebill, Right, that help you figure out what which uh, which streaming services you're actually still subscribed to, which ones you're not using, and help you um, you know uninstall those. Have Have you explored those at all? 
No, I have not, and I probably should. <laughs> yeah, that's probably uh, actually a really good topic for a, a thread at home theater forum because I, I mean, our guys are like the uh, the the dream consumers for for a service like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know how the pricing works. How do they make money on that by having you stop a service? Is it a flat fee? I I don't know. So maybe that's something I, we'll look into, and maybe even make another show about down the future. Yeah, I'll have I'll have to look into that. Um, I know there's a lot of people on Home Theater Forum who <clears throat> don't sign up for the annual mm-hmm. for, for most of the streaming services, and they they'll watch it for they'll sign up for a service for for a month or two, mm-hmm. and and you know gorge themselves yeah. on content. Until they're basically, okay, I've watched all the usual shows that I like to watch and all the movies I like to watch. And, oh, well, all my favorite shows aren't going to be renewed for another six months to a year. Yep. So it's time to move on to another service. And they just, they, I, I know there's a, quite a few people that do that. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I just have not been able, I haven't yeah, I'm not the kind of per- doing that. Yeah, I'm not the kind of person that jumps between services either. And basically the way I've told people is, you know, a lot of these services, if you just wanted to watch one show, you know, it's cheaper to get the service for a couple months than it is to buy it on like iTunes or Vudu. And I went against my own <laughs> advice with uh, Better Call Saul. I-, I missed the first two or three episodes and I started looking at the AMC things and the pricing is just inscrutable, man. It's hard to figure out what it's going to cost you. And I said, screw that. And I just went and bought the season on iTunes. So I got to wait like a day or two for them to come out each time. And, and they're, you know, in between the half season now. So, but well, it's also, it's also a co-production with Netflix. So it, they, they'll show that the final season will be on Netflix eventually. Yeah. But I, I, you know, that was the week that I had COVID that they first started oh. coming out. So I was behind the turns, and and it's not like we have a lot of water cool water water cooler move um, moments anymore with the pandemic. I I don't right. go into an office per se except a couple times a week, but there's still folks that I like you know chatting about you know r- recent TV shows with, and so missing out on that because I didn't have that one show hurt. I mean. It's 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 my hobby to talk about this stuff. So right. So it, I bit the bullet and spent twenty four damn dollars on iTunes for a single TV show, and I hate myself, but at least I got to watch the show that I enjoy. Yeah. Well, speaking on that, going back to to Prime Day, um, a lot of the Amazon Prime channels like Paramount Plus and I think Hallmark Movies and a few others. Um, for the next two two or three days are going to be 99 cents a month for two months. Oh, so they get you hooked and then hope that you yeah. forget about and it. And then they start charging you the full price. Yeah. Bastards. So, but if anyone's looking to, to, you know, try out those services, because I think Paramount Plus only gives you a seven-day free trial. Mm, okay. Um, a lot of services don't even do free trials anymore. Um, but if you know you've got, like, a couple seasons of a show that you used to watch because you've cut the cord... Mm-hmm. And you were hoping that those shows would show up on Netflix, and they never did. But they yeah. are, are available on one of those Prime channels. Um, there you go, ninety nine cents okay. a month for two months, and then you just cancel, and that's two bucks. So I got you. The only thing I really watch on Paramount is the Star Trek shows and and um, Survivor, and both those mm-hmm. look look and sound great on that channel. So I I don't know if I'm in need of any of the add ons. I guess. With with, <laughs> I, I laugh because um, we do watch a lot of CBS programs. Yep, uh, that are on broadcast, and I do have a DVR, 
mm-hmm. and we're 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 cord cutters, so we record it off the air. But th- I, I record the shows off the air from CBS only so that I know that there's a new episode, and then we watch <laughs> it commercial free on Paramount Plus. Oh, okay. You know what? <laughs> I, I I have been against the whole idea of cord cutting, but I think I'm subscribed to pretty much anything that I care to on the streaming service, and the quality is so much better than over the air. It is. I think I'm going to cancel cable, Todd. I think you just talked me into it without even meaning to. <laughs> well, the problem I have here, because I, I live in Reno, outside of Reno, yeah. and it's a small market. Yeah. We don't have any owned and operated stations here. Oh, so you get so everything from Vegas? They, so these are all, no, these are all network affiliates. Oh. So all the channels coming out of Reno are network affiliates, but they're owned by other station groups. Hmm. So how does that work? These guys are so hungry for advertising dollars that... They frequently break, break, come back into a show thirty seconds to a minute late. Oh. They'll break away in the middle of a show. And it's funny. We'll we'll talk about this a little bit when we start talking about ad supported streaming yeah. services. They'll they'll cut into a show midstream where there is no commercial break built in and run it local ads. Oh no, I would so I would take a I, baseball I'm, bat to somebody's car over that if you started doing yeah, that to my so, shows. That's, that's another reason why we end up. Well, we're, we got we have the DVR. We're not paying any. We're not paying a monthly fee for it or anything like mm-hmm. that. So we'll just record the shows, and if it's available on a service that we subscribe to that is um, advertiser free, like Paramount Plus, then we just watch it on that. Yeah, yeah. I got rid of the DVR maybe two years ago. Um, you know, I guess right at the beginning of the pandemic when my renters went away, and I've kept mm-hmm. the cable. You know, thinking that you know it would be part of the package that I offer when people rent rooms for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I haven't had many renters through the pandemic. I got a guy that's um, <laughs> commuting here from Florida. So he's here a couple of days a week. He's like, mm-hmm. no, I got my own streaming services. I'm like, damn, I kept, I kept <laughs> that running for two years and just ate that because I don't watch any of the, the broadcast TV. So I think I'm going to turn that off tomorrow. You, you might've convinced me. Well, is is your service is your internet and your TV through the same company? It is, yeah. I make sure before you do that that you're not going to end up paying mm. more than what you're paying now. Yeah, that is the rub, right? You're almost so it's almost worth you it. Call to in, just, yeah. go. Hey, hypothetically, yeah. what would my monthly cost be if I canceled my television service? Yeah, you know, I don't use hypothetically. the f- I don't use the <laughs> phone either, so. That's basically, you know, the only people that call there are spam messages and doctor's mm-hmm. appointments. So, oh, I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to look into that. It'll be something I, I document for the forum, too. Mm-hmm. So um, you, you talked about, um, you know, the, the actual evolution of the business of streaming. Do you think the quality has gotten better overall, or is it basically still balkanized into like iTunes looks great, Voodoo looks mostly great, but there's still problems with video quality on all the individual services if you're outside of those islands. Uh, I think it's been getting better, um, but I think it also has to do with the fact that I think internet infrastructure mm. here in the U.S. is actually getting better. Yeah. Uh, so I think that was part. That may have been part of the hit that we were seeing with some services. Um, But yeah, I mean, some companies are still better at at encoding than others. Yeah. Um, And especially on the, the audio side, right? It's the audio side that that's, that's so inconsistent. Is that still true? No, 
No, no it's 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 both. Okay. And um, after and actually, you know, it, each company does do their own encode. Mm. People don't realize that. And um, I had the opportunity to speak to um, can't remember his name, uh, but and it um, had to do with the Voodoo Fandango now merger thing. And I actually was able to get to talk to the B- VP of content at Voodoo Fandango. Oh, cool. And um, he was telling me that, yeah, when we get a movie in from a from a studio, we have to then encode it ourselves mm. for, for so it'll work on our software. And um, he says, you know, sometimes, you know, we do make mistakes and we have to go back and re-encode it. But, um, but you know, they are also at the mercy of what the studio sends them. And, and that's one of my frustrations is, you know, when you, when you go to a service and you go uh, and you look at it and you go, okay, why, why is it full screen? Mm. This movie was shot, you know, 2.39 to 1. Why, why, why am I only getting it in, in full, full screen? Or why is it only right. stereo when I went to the theater and it was in Dolby Atmos? And by no full, one can by full screen, you're saying... A stri- no one can give the su- consumers a straight answer on that. By full screen, you mean 16 by 9, not 4 it's by 3. It's a full 16 by 9. Yeah, but not um, 4 by 3. What we would now call full screen today. Yeah. <laughs> Brian would like it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't know. He might uh, yeah. he, he likes OER, OAR, but he wants the OAR to be 16 by 9. I get it. Yeah. All right, well, progress though, right? I mean, we're, we're making progress overall. Um, well, I think it's you know two steps forward, one step back mm-hmm. in, in in many cases. And do you think Apple has a leg up because I mean they make their own encoding software and they do Dolby Atmos and and Dolby Vision encodes natively for for their iTunes service? So it just that 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 put them so far ahead, or is it is it, does everybody have that hardware software encode and they're just making mistakes? They all have the encodes um, because, I mean, uh, Prime Video could do go back to doing Dolby Vision again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they were doing Dolby Vision on a couple of their originals, and then they went back to HDR10, HDR10+, yep. which boggles the mind because there's so few displays that support HDR10+. It's just Samsung, right? Samsung, and I think the... Um, Samsung Hisense and I think the uh, I forget what what brand Amazon calls their TVs that they started manufacturing last summer. Interesting. That that was one of the things that I found not frustrating but curious. And I, I think you know I bought two new TVs this year. I bought mm-hmm. the G2 and I bought the mm-hmm. the C2. And you know so we had a bunch of these YouTube re- reviewers on the show and it was fascinating talking to them. But a lot of them were pushing for this HDR10 Plus, and they were pushing for Samsung technologies. And I'm going, I don't know, guys. You know, maybe I'm in my ivory tower here, but I'm just not seeing the call for it. And they were actually poo-pooing Dolby Vision, especially Dolby Vision Gaming, saying, "Oh, it's not accurate." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I'll I'll, I'll take a slight hit to accuracy for 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 better uh, specular highlights. And and that was almost. Uh, you know that was a uh, blasphemy to them. So, <laughs> well, I think part of also part of the thing also is that um, when I was looking at because I bought a TV back in October, November of last year, an LG C1, and I was reading reviews and and they were saying that actually you know the 
the the C1 was not quite as accurate as a Samsung. Um, and I'm like, well, I was kind of in the same boat you same boat that you are. And um, but I mean, I did I did some thorough research in looking for a new TV mm-hmm. because part of me wanted. To go, well, what TV does have offer all three um, HDR standards? And the only one what the only one TV brand that did was Hisense. Oh, I was going to guess Vizio. So Hisense actually has all three. Um, Hisense does do HDR10, HDR10 Plus, and um, Dolby. Dolby Vision. Is that what you wound up buying? Oh no, you wound up buying the C2. No, I'm with LG OLED. Yeah, um, the so, C1. And did you evaluate the Hisense? Did, I mean, well, I don't have any stores near me, mm-hmm. so it was all basically um, just reading reviews, reading you yeah. know how reliable is the TV because I have not had good luck with flat panels. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing the the store that you took the last one to. Uh, well, the funny thing is the, the TV that I bought, the two TVs that I bought prior to the one that I have in my office, the 65-inch LG, which is a 4K non-HDR but 3D mm-hmm. that we have out in the living room, that's the oldest TV I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've had that TV, I think, six, seven years. Okay. Which, for all the flat panels that I've, I've had, um, that's the longest... Knock on wood. I mean, that's the longest I've had a flat panel last for me. Mm-hmm. Are you still buying 3D movies for it? No. Yeah, that's an that's another discussion for another day because yeah. it still keeps you know rearing its ugly head. And everybody's convinced that Avatar is going to be the the re- renaissance of uh, 3D, and I'm I'm not mm-hmm. convinced. But so let's uh, let's dig into some of the other questions we have. So the, the the big one that was on my mind, and the reason why I wanted you to come on was talking about this news story where PlayStation and Sony are going to remove some content from people that actually bought it. So it's in their locker, that, and they will no longer have access to it ever again. What mm-hmm. what's your take on that? Uh, I think it had more to do with um, that. You know, Sony was shutting down their PlayStation movie store. Yep. So PlayStation's not going to be selling movies anymore. Yep. So that was part of it. And but they want but they wanted to tell customers, okay, we're going to close the store, but anything that you've previously purchased, you can still access. You can still stream it. You can still download it. Right. Um, for as long as we still keep the PlayStation store itself open, or as long as you have a PlayStation account. And I guess they could not reach, I'm guessing they could not reach a deal with uh, Studio Canal. Right. So they licensed that content and had to find a way to migrate their, those purchases and couldn't do it. So they're they're in between a rock and a hard place. Legally, they're in good position, right? Because everybody knows you don't buy digital content. You only rent it until you, you're dead you're purchasing you're purchasing a license to watch it to watch it in def, uh, not indefinitely but you can watch it an unlimited number of times but not necessarily indefinitely right because the service for as long could as change, they have yeah. the license yeah. for that movie yeah so it sucks uh but you know them's the breaks right I, I, yeah <laughs> and and this this has happened before here in the u.s i was trying yeah. to find <clears throat> when it happened and and how bad it was but i know um there was a company called relativity media right and they used to be a co they used to be like like uh legendary or um 
uh, Ratback Dune. Yeah. They, they would co-produce movies with major studios. Yeah, they're a financing company. They were a financing company. They then went off and tried to do, be the, the, their own little studio. Right. Uh, with a distribution deal, I think, with Fox at the time. And when they filed bankruptcy, they one of the first things they did was they canceled all their licenses with, with Ultraviolet. Okay. So what ended up happening was if, and this is when we had more, really the only company that still exists that was Ultraviolet is Voodoo. Right. Uh, so if you if you had purchased your movie from like Flickster or from um, Fandango Now or one of the other Ultraviolet companies that you retain the rights on that service mm -hmm. but everyone you lost the ability to watch that movie on any of the other ultraviolet right services and so a lot of people were up in arms saying, hey i was a, I, how come i was able to watch this movie on voodoo i'm not only able to watch it anymore well because you bought it on this other service mm -hmm. That was part of Ultraviolet, and it doesn't exist anymore. Did those those people that lost out? They got refunded, if I remember right. Is that true or no? No, they got to, they they were able to keep the movie on the service that they originally purchased it on, mm -hmm. or redeemed it through. Okay, but if those went away and you only had Voodoo and iTunes left, what happened well, to those folks? Okay, well, in the if you purchase it on Fandango now, yeah, um, now currently now today. You you would be able to watch it on Vudu because they, they merged right. the libraries yeah, when yeah. the companies merged. Yeah, okay. uh, I don't know what happened if you like bought it on Flickster or or one of the other ultraviolet or Target Ticket or or uh, God forbid Cinema Now. Right. So so the lesson here for me is you're crazy if you spend any money on any storefront that is not named iTunes or Vudu, and I'm not sure about Vudu. Right. If you if if you want to uh, be sure that you're going to keep it for your lifetime, you should redeem on iTunes if at all possible. It, am I crazy on that, or is that reasonable? Well, okay. <laughs> um, I I if it's if it's a movies anywhere affiliated, true. Okay. Studio. Yeah. You're you're probably safe as long as the retailer is also movies anywhere. Right. So if you purchased it or redeemed it on Vudu or or on um, Prime Video or or I don't know Directv, right? You're probably okay because it goes back to the movies anywhere locker. That's the master for all those other storefronts. Correct. Yeah. And in fact, I've I've i even had a couple movies that were movies anywhere at one point mm -hmm. and are no longer movies anywhere titles. Oh, well, that's complicated. Uh, that would be like uh, Fern Gully, uh, The Last Rainforest, recently changed hands. Okay. So it's now owned by, or it's now, con the distribution of that is now controlled by Shout Factory, oh, which is not a Movies Anywhere. Right. But because I redeemed it when it was um, still with Fox, mm -hmm. I get... can still watch it on my Movies Anywhere app. Yeah. I can still watch it on Vudu. I can still mm -hmm. watch it on Prime Video. Gotcha. I can still watch it on iTunes. Um, I can't upgrade it. Mm. Or if I do upgrade it on one service, it's only going to be upgraded on that one service. Okay. Well, that actually brings um, and all the and all of the Leica Studio movies have also they've moved from Universal over to Shout Factory as well. Wh which so, ones? Leica. That would be uh, Coraline, um, Paranorman. Okay, gotcha. That, that studio. Gotcha. So that that actually brings me around to movies anywhere, which I think a lot of us thought were going to be the savior here, but they haven't 
they haven't added anybody since launching, right? Um, Studio-wise, no. Retailer-wise, they did add uh, Microsoft okay. and DirecTV. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Why do you think, um, let, let's say, Lionsgate hasn't joined movies anymore? Um, you know, it's funny. Adam Gregorich, I was trying to find the post. He, he, he actually posted this on one of the threads, and I don't remember where. And I was having a hard time today finding it. Um, he's one of the owners of a home theater forum. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, I can't give you the source, but um, it's costly. It, it costs mm-hmm. millions and millions of dollars just for a studio to join movies anywhere. Well, I can't imagine how much it would cost for a retail. Maybe it was on my thread where I thought Apple had charged me for a... a no, this, this, this goes back else? maybe a oh. year or two. Okay. It may have been in the Streaming Frustrations Volume 1 I see. thread. So so that's another point that I have is that Lionsgate actually will let you redeem, 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 <laughs> redeem on uh, Apple TV for uh, the unbe- unbearable weight of unbelievable talent, which is the first time any of us remember seeing that from Lionsgate in a long time. Do you think that's just specifically how they license this from the original producers? Or is it like a, a new long-term shift for them to allow you to redeem on Apple? I, I can't really answer you, Sam, because I have not redeemed a Lionsgate movie since John Wick 3. Okay. Well, I just got everything everywhere all at once. I think that's also Lionsgate, so I'll try that tonight. Okay. Be interesting to see. But if I remember when I did the when I reviewed John Wick 3, I think I had a choice of Voodoo or iTunes back then. So. Really? Um, it could be they just flip flop back and forth, you know, willy nilly. I don't know. Well, I think Lionsgate, unlike most other studios, except for maybe Sony, they license a lot of stuff from like independent, you know, producers and, you know, things get thrown under the Lionsgate umbrella, despite having been developed by, you know, even major studios, Mm -hmm. um, so it, it may be part of that license negotiation. I don't know. But I was happy to see it. And in fact, I was happy to recognize it afterwards because it didn't even register for me. Because I, you give me a choice between Voodoo and Apple, and I'm going to do Apple every time, unless it's movies anywhere. So. Right, right. And, I, and I'm the same way. I mean, if I, if I pick up a Paramount title or... Um, or a Lionsgate title, and they give me the option of, you know, iTunes or Vudu, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with iTunes because even if I just bought the, and this is this is what I love, if I buy the blue, even if I just buy the Blu-ray, and they're giving me giving me a choice of iTunes or Vudu, iTunes is going to give me 4K. Oh, see now in most cases, yeah, you know, and so I, like when I got the Indiana Jones, uh, yeah. four pack of, of movies on 4K. Um, I, I I just went ahead and did it on, on iTunes anyway. Yeah. So I've been 4K for three or four years now, and it still doesn't bother me that some titles redeem from those codes as 1080p. If that's what they're going to give me, that's what I'm going to get. I'm not going to get freaked out about it. Mm-hmm. Do, do I want 4K and HDR? Yeah. Am I going to have a hissy fit over it? No. But yeah, that that's a good point to you know try to maximize yeah, I mean, that, your yeah, redemption. It, if you redeem on iTunes and there and 4K is available, but mm-hmm. there wasn't a 4K disc available, mm-hmm. um, if you have the opportunity to redeem on iTunes, you, you, there's a good chance that you're going to get the 4K version. It's right. not guaranteed, mm-hmm. but there's a good good chance that you're going to do that. Now, 
interestingly enough, um, Universal Rewards, um, they had some good movies this month, and I had like 33,000 points to redeem. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And three movies are 1,000 points each. Oh, man. And so I'm I'm looking at the at the library for this month, and they're like, and they're like, oh, well here here's this one movie that I already have, but it says I can upgrade it to 4K. Oh, that's a no brainer. And it well, it was the movie uh, Big Miracle with Drew Barrymore and John Krasinski, and I'm like, oh yeah, sure, I'll, I'll go ahead and I got you know I had I have all these points. Yeah. Let's go ahead and, and and upgrade it to 4K. No one has it in 4K. <laughs> I have 4K rights, but I can't watch it in 4K because Movies Anywhere doesn't have it in 4K. Oh, no. Voodoo doesn't have it in 4K. iTunes, Apple TV doesn't have it in 4K. Prime Video doesn't have it in 4K. (laughs) One retailer has it in 4K, Google Play Movies, who has removed their app from just about every streaming device out there (laughs) except Chromecast and Android TVs. Oh, man. Well, you're just going to have to get a a tablet and watch it there, Todd. (laughs) No, I mean, it's just like, yeah. that's a waste of points because I already yeah. had it in HD. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a bummer. But well, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm I'm arguing with them over that right now. <laughs> well, I will take your side in that argument. You can tell them that Home Theater United backs you up on it. All right. So uh, the one last thing I have on my list before we get to your list of interesting points is uh, I had a thread that basically said that, you know, Doctor Strange's picture quality is is a, a new high water for um, streaming quality, and I stand by that. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's been an interesting conversation with people who have yeah. different perspectives on how that movie should have, should be, and should have been distributed and displayed and stuff like that. Where where do you fall on that? Are you a, a, an ultra widescreen guy, or you think the one eight five looks pretty good, or one nine zero? One nine or the or the two point four. Um, I, I you know it's funny with. With movies like that, because um, I one of the studios that I do reviews for for Home Theater Forum is Disney. Yep. Uh, so I know I'm going to be getting that on disc anyway. Yep. To review. Uh, so when it gets to me on disc, I know it's going to be in 2.4. Right, and you will get the code in 2.42, right? So you'll have that is correct. So you'll have but all three different ways we, to watch it. Right, but we, my wife and I, get impatient. Because we don't have any movie theaters near us, right? Uh, so we will um, watch it in um, IMAX enhanced. Yep. Uh, the week it comes, it, it the week it hits Disney Plus, and then uh, we'll watch it again in two point four on disc um, when my review copy comes. Yeah. Do you think it earned the 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 label IMAX enhanced? I think it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Pitchforks, pitchforks, get them ready, folks. Yeah, I, it it's um it's snake oil, in my opinion. I I don't think it looks any better. I don't really, th- you know, it's hard to say because I don't have any quote IMAX enhanced licensed products. Yeah, it's marketing, right? I I don't know if I'd call it marketing. Supposedly, yeah. you know, the the HDR on it is supposed to be a little more tweaked, but. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go back and you look at any of the IMAX enhanced discs that came out, or when Fandango now um, had IMAX enhanced movies on their service, um, and in fact, if you go, if you have a Sony, a, a newer Sony TV, and you have the Bravia Core streaming service on there, um, from what I've read, uh, like for example, um, Spider-Man, um, 
what was the last one? Far From Home? Yep. Or No Way Home. No Way, no home. way home. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So Spider-Man No Way Home, if you redeem one of your credits for, for a movie on the Bravia Core system service, you will get it in IMAX enhanced. Mm. But it'll be, I think it's, I could be wrong on the HDR. I think it's only HDR 10, but I could, but it could be HDR 10 IMAX enhanced version. Okay. Um, because I know all the Sony discs that came out that were quote IMAX enhanced were not Dolby vision. They were HDR 10 and the the audio is DTSX. Yeah. And you know what? I, I, I know people have their favorites, but as long as there's one of them, I'm okay. Would I prefer Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos over DTSX and HDR10? Sure, uh, but that's I think that's more my lizard brain than any scientific evidence that I have for that. Well, the funny thing about that is, you know, if you look at the specs for IMAX enhanced, DTSX and HDR10 I think are in the spec. Okay. They're like not the base Dolby layer. Vision, not Dolby Atmos. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's so all... that's why it's just so. That, then that was why so many people said this is really is an IMAX enhanced on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I don't really care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it looks damn good to me. And if yep. the first ten minutes don't convince you, nothing will. And yeah, I'm I mean, okay if, with if that. You're gonna give me if you're gonna give me, you know, the the 1.9 IMAX version at no extra charge. Fine. Yeah. Great. Yeah, Justin Sless and I had a, a, a conversation. He's with High Def Disc News, and um, he's like, uh, you know, I, I want to see all the extras. I'm like, well, just go to Disney. He's like, there are no extras on Disney. And I guess I, you know, had just completely blocked that from my mind that, you know, you know, so many of those services don't have, you know, the full batch of extras that you get when you have a code or when you buy a movie. And You'd be surprised. Disney Plus actually does have a lot of the disc-based extras. Now they, a lot of times they won't show up until after the disc comes out. Is that what it is? Because yeah, that's he, what it is. Yeah. So so for Doctor Strange, there was nothing. So maybe we were There's just nothing premature. There, but but if you but um like for Turning Red. Yeah. Uh, there was nothing on there. Mm-hmm. Well, except but for when, the the, the, the making of. And then when the disc came of. out, all the extras that were on the disc were there. Yeah. There was that making of. Uh, thing because I, w- I want to wa- watch which isn't that. on the disc <laughs> yeah it was a it was an exclusive to the service that's crazy yeah oh well all right well i i am very happy with how the the streaming quality looks in my own home and i hope that you know most of our listeners can get to experience that that they've got you know good enough infrastructure from their cable systems and um you know and and you know however they're getting streams because when it's right, it looks fantastic to me. And mm-hmm. I think in 2022, mm-hmm. we have all the pieces together uh, for streams and um, to, to look as, you know, streams and purchases to look as good to the lay person that if I was to put on a disc in my basement, there's very few people that could tell me the difference between that and a stream. I'd be one of them. Um, mm-hmm. And I wouldn't bat a thousand. I'll tell you that for sure. Um but I think that, you know, we're damn close right now. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of, of, of uh, things getting better, I mean, um, I live in a spectrum area and I got a notification that for the next couple of weeks, um, they're going to be doing maintenance on Internet and phone between 12 midnight and 6 a.m. because they're upgrading the um, Internet infrastructure here so that anybody who's subscribing to the 100 megabit 
entry-level service, that's now going to be a 200 megabit service oh, and no nice. extra charge. So it's like, oh, well, th there's a plus for you. There you go. The digital divide is getting slimmer by the day. That's great. So, so then you have a company like AT&T that won't upgrade any, <laughs> anything past 18 megabits. Well, the, and, and there's... The, and you can't live on 18 megabits anymore. No, and, and they also have caps with that too, right? Um, AT&T has a cap unless... Well, it may have changed. It's been so long since I've had AT&T and DirecTV. Yeah. Um, we had unlimited internet with AT&T when we still had DirecTV. Okay. Um, but when we got rid of DirecTV, we lost our unlimited cap, and then they raised... Our in, my wife works from home, so we have to have internet. Sure, yeah. So, she, we, so we have to have some backup plan in case Spectrum goes down for some reason, mm -hmm. which they rarely do. Um, and we were paying, you know, forty dollars a month for for AT and T, and then they said, "Well, it's now going to be sixty dollars a month for our eighteen megabit service." And we're like, "That's Screw crazy." Screw you. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> we're not paying sixty bucks for <laughs> your dial-up service yeah <laughs> well i i live in an area I, I live in a very nice uh little residential uh hoa and every time it rains or we get wind storms we, we get you know spikes that just drop the whole power in the house for for literally two seconds but it's mm -hmm. just enough to reset the routers and everything so you're you're 15 minutes before everything's back up and running so in, in those 15 minutes, I go to the LTE on my phone. It's not going to kill me to, to have 15 minutes without Internet. But if if I had to long-term plan, you know, for not having Fios, I don't know what I'd be looking at today because I don't, I don't see a lot of good alternatives here. Anyway. Um, yeah, there's no better uh, Internet service in town yeah. for us. So, <laughs> so you have some, uh, some interesting points. Let's start at the top here. Um, You've mentioned the Voodoo Fandango Now uh, merger. How, how is that going, and have you noticed any you know, major interruptions for anybody? Um, well, when they merged, they did not do the due diligence that they probably should have in that a lot of people were missing movies that they had on Fandango Now that Voodoo didn't carry. Or what was more common was... Voodoo had the movie only in standard definition, oh. and Fandango now had it in HD or, or 4K. Um, and some movies they only had for Voodoo only had for rent; they didn't have for purchase. Um, so a lot of movies didn't get transferred over properly. Um, there were a lot of movies for me where um, Fandango now had the movie in HD and 5.1 Dolby Digital Audio. Voodoo had it in. Um, HD and stereo. Oh, and uh, most of those have gotten fixed for the most part. Um, I've still got a couple stragglers that haven't been fixed. They finally uh, got the director's cut of the professional uh, in 4K, so that finally got I got that taken out of my uh, um, library list. merger issue <laughs> uh, um, uh, watch list. Yeah, those those are great to have. Yeah. So what, you what have kind a of problem with a pro with a movie? You can put it in a watch list. Oh, I never thought of doing that. That's a that's a great um, idea. Like I have all my standard definition movies in watch list in, my, in a watch list. So when there's a big sale, it's like, no, is this okay? No, uh, no, nope, nope. you know, is this available to upgrade for five bucks? No. Hmm. Is there an easy way to filter on things that you just have an SD copy of? Because I'm sure I have those that I haven't even thought about. Or do you have to go through no. them one at a, one at a time? You have to go one at a time. Um, it's not like Google Play Movies on on an Android phone where you can uh, 
look at what's only, only available in SD, HD or 4K, mm. um, unfortunately. But, you know, I, there weren't that many. I knew which ones they were. Okay. So I was able to just stick them in a, in a watch list. And then every once in a while, if I if um, I have some credits or whatever, um, you know, I'll look to see what's available for upgrade. I mean, I've got a but, thousand in my various different um, lockers, you know, between mm -hmm. iTunes and Voodoo. And I, I, I have stopped caring about which was on which service. So, um, but I, I don't even know that I would recognize something was on SD until I said, oh, let's go watch this and then be disappointed. I, I maintain a, a database only because my my yeah. I maintain a database only because my wife is a database developer and that's what she <laughs> wants. Sure. So I've got to put everything in there as to you know what formats, what disk formats do we have it in, mm -hmm. and what services is it on. Not necessarily what format do I have it on that service. I see. So um, yeah, every time I get a movie, I got to put it in there, but. Um, but it helps her because then she can just pull it, pull the app up on her phone and, and do filters on there and see, oh, well, let's watch this. So the one thing I did do uh, a watch list for is I went through that list of thousand movies on both iTunes and Vudu and said, oh, I really haven't actually watched this because, you know, it used to be with, with the discs, they would stack up and you could say, oh, I, th th this is in my pile of shame and th there was no real equivalent uh Mm -hmm. Um, and so I made the watch list and that, that's been helpful to kind of, you know, use it as a punch list to, to go through. But yeah, mm -hmm. I haven't thought about doing it for things that aren't up to, you know, aren't up to quality standards. So, you so go ahead. Yeah. Nearly a year later, there's, there's still uh, quite a few movies that haven't been fixed. And, uh, unfortunately it's just, it's just a slow process. If you are one of those people out there that, that, you know, doesn't have a movie that's fixed, um, you need to you need to get in touch. You need to log a ticket with Voodoo, and if they and if you haven't heard from them in six months or so, you need to kind of give them a good nudge. Okay, and are are you keeping a list of those on Home Theater Forum or anything like that? Um, no, no, but, because everybody's list is is a little different. Um, there's so many movies out there, but what I would recommend is you know if if you're still upset, and I know there's a few people out there who still like I, I I'm still waiting for them to upgrade this movie. Um, if you haven't logged a ticket, it's never going to get upgraded because they don't know about it. Mm. And if uh, they need help doing that, send a PM to Todd. Todd will help you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Pitchforks. Yeah. So, all right. Next on your list uh, was um, Paramount Plus uh, with HD and HBO Max HDR issues. I I'm not familiar with that, but you say they're fixed. Okay. So, yeah, they're now fixed, but... Um, Paramount Plus, back in December of 2021, I guess um, Roku had finally finished rolling out an update. And coincidentally, when that update finally rolled out to, to all devices, um, anybody who was using the Paramount Plus standalone app and was a premier subscriber, premium subscriber, hence ad-free, um, you lost HDR, completely lost HDR. Really? But you... Uh, you so you you kept the the resolution. You just lost HDR. That is tough to say because there's no way to really indicate what resolution you're streaming in mm. and with Paramount Plus. And but it took them a month, so it took them until mid January to admit that this had actually happened. Okay. Um, they didn't then did not fix it until May of this year. Six months. 
Um, during that time, I received, I don't know how many emails from their, and I'm going to use quotes, tech team, uh, suggesting that I change the resolution setting on my Roku device to 720p so that I can get 4K HDR. What? Yeah. And I go, how can you call yourself a tech team when you can, and they sent me, I think, seven emails that said that over the course of the six months. And and it just, it just irritated me when they would do that. And I, and I would send them a response back. Why do you think that would fix the issue? Well, did it? No. <laughs> and But you, I mean, you did, actually tried it. To humor them, yes. Yeah, okay. <sighs> and um, yeah, I mean, but it took them six months and, and they kept blaming Roku and then Roku kept blaming Paramount Plus and, mm-hmm. and it was just, you know, putting the customer in the middle, which seems to be the thing these days, unfortunately. Um, and then when they finally got it fixed, um, I called them and said, Hey, I think you guys finally fixed it. Cause I'm getting HDR now and I'm, I'm even getting Dolby Atmos now. Okay. Well, that's great. And, and they're like, Oh, great. Well, we're happy for you. <laughs> and I go, so, so, so what are you going to offer your customers who were without HDR for six months? Crickets. Um, hold on a minute. Let me check. But we can give you 10% off your annual renewal. Well, that's better than crickets. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, what an insult. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, but, and that's just, that was just on Roku. I mean, they've had issues with um, digital rights management on Samsung TVs oh. uh, where it said, I'm sorry, you don't live in, the, you, you, you can't watch this content because of where you live. And, and people are like, going, what? I live in the U.S. We're, why, we're why in America, watch, man. <laughs> yeah. Why can't I watch that show? And they're like, oh, we don't know. Mm. So, um, so I know we talked about the the Apple TV deal at the beginning of the show, and I know that you've been a big Roku supporter. Do do you have both now? Or are you still firmly Roku? I do have an one Apple TV in the house. Um, I use that mostly just for you know, when I do have to review a digital mm-hmm. a, a digital release, um, just to kind of compare between the services and, and devices. Gotcha. Um, kind of it because it helps with my review because digital is really hard to review quality wise. Oh man, you're telling me that the the first couple digitals that uh, I want uh, tried to do, they were having me watch digital on websites. I'm like, no. oh, I won't do them if they're no. on websites. No, they won't. have to give me a code. Yeah, won't won't do it. Yeah, it, it has. And I and I go back to them. I go, I'm sorry, it has to be a retail right code. Um, it has to be something that that yeah. consumers are going to be able to watch. Yeah. Um, and, and, and most of the time, you know, cause Sony was doing that with, with their, uh, concert films. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, uh no, yeah. cause they, they sent me, uh, they, cause they sent me a solicitation for like the no nukes concert cause it had been remastered. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. I'll, I'll review that. Okay. Well go to this website. Uh, and I go, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I did a lot of, um, digital reviews during the, the, the lockdown because there was nobody to even send discs out to reviewers. Yeah. There weren't new movies time. coming out. <laughs> so, um, you know, quite a few times the, the, the PR rep was contact me by email going, Hey, you know what? We're not going to be able to send you this Blu-ray or this 4k disc. Can we send you a code mm. to review it on digital? And I'm like, yeah, that well, works. That's 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 where we're going to be heading anyway. So yep. sure. Yeah, yeah. As long as it's something that, you know, Joe Consumer is going to be able to watch. If it's the same thing that Joe Consumer is getting, no problem. Yeah. Um, it's like, 
many years ago when Fox was trying to send um, DVRs out, not DVRs, uh, DVD-R burn discs yes, out to yeah. viewers that yep. were compressed, high, yep. even highly more highly compressed than they would be to the con- to the consumer. Mm-hmm. And I know Home Theater Forum took a stand, and a number of other yep. review sites took stands and said, "No, we're yeah. not reviewing that." Yeah, um, silk screened or nothing. So, um, but you know, reviews like that, though, I I understand that there there is a purpose for those. And I mean, if you're reviewing. Um, a show for, you know, if there's a new series on Netflix, that's how Netflix does their reviews. But most of the time, they're more interested in just getting someone to review the content. The content rather than not the, the quality. Right. Yeah. And and as far as that's concerned, you know, and, and if it's a new TV show that's brought, you know, that's on NBC or something, mm-hmm. fine, you know, that's a fine way to review something. Yeah. But if you're asking me to review a Blu ray disc. Yeah. Send me the Blu-ray disc that, that a customer is going to go into Best Buy and buy and purchase. Right. All right. So um, we we've danced around a little bit. Let's uh, jump into this uh, Disney and Netflix talking about having ad-supported tiers. Where do you come down on that? Um. Well, I do have Hulu. I do have ad-supported Hulu. Me too. And and it's okay. It, it's fine. Um. I don't think the commercials are too intrusive. Mm-hmm. Um, at least on their television programs, yep. they do place them in, in regular, um, commercial spots that were intended for commercials in the most, in the mo- most cases, yep. um, movies are a little different, um, and they've taken a different stance on movies on, on Hulu, do they which just I'm not do completely a, happy with. Do they do timed or is it like on a scene they, cut? They used to do just a front load of 90 seconds to two minutes of commercials. Mm-hmm. And then the movie was commercial free after that. And I was, that was like, Oh, that is fantastic. Yeah. But that's too easy to circumvent too. <laughs> so now because they're getting a lot more uh, 20th century studio product of their own product. Um, and they're trying to beef up the service a little bit. They've now um, been reprogramming a lot of content that they know they're going to have long term. Mm-hmm. So you'll get a commercial. You'll get that front-loaded ninety seconds to two minutes uh, of commercials, and then about fifteen minutes in, you'll get a commercial break, and then about another fifteen minutes in, you'll get a commercial break, and then that'll be it. Mm. The rest of the movie will play uh, uninterrupted. So I I too have Hulu with ads, and I felt icky doing the deal to get it. I forget was it twenty dollars a year or something dumb like that. Um, and then I started watching more Twitch TV and YouTube, and they have interstitial ads. And so I've broken my no commercials, never, ever um, way of thinking. And I still feel icky about it, but I've mellowed on it so that I don't at least avoid content that I want to see. But I don't mm-hmm. feel good about it. And I know that's privilege, and I know that you know adding a Disney Plus and Netflix uh, ad supported tier is going to open it up to people that don't have white collar jobs and no kids the way that I do. So, I mean, I, I'm all for, you know, them having that opportunity, but I just think it, you know, ads are the bane of the, 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 the source of all evil right after money. So, yeah. And unfortunately that's, that's the, that's where a lot of things are going right now. There's a lot of, um, ad free, or not ad-free, ad-supported free service streaming services yep. that people are using that are very, and people are very happy with them. Uh, yep. 
free freebie tv which used to be imdb tv um they've they're seeing a huge increase in in viewership um pluto tv has seen a huge increase in in viewership um zumo tv which is owned by comcast uh same it which is almost identical to pluto tv except the channel lineup's a little different it's more more comcast universal focus where pluto is more uh paramount focused i see um because of who who they're, who they're owned by right um but with netflix i i think they're going with the ad with the uh, ad supported tier only because they they took such a bath that last quarter on churn on churn and you know they've got they're spending all this money on content and they got to make it up somehow mm-hmm. and i think i mean the last time they did a huge last time they did a price increase and people balked at it they actually backed down this time they didn't they they called the customers bluff yeah and the customers called their bluff and unfortunately, you know, they were hit with a high churn rate. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they started seeing, you know, when you when when they started looking at the numbers for Hulu and for Paramount Plus and even HBO Max, they act, you know, those services actually in most cases have more ad supported subscribers than they have ad free subscribers. I mean, that makes sense. Um, now, of course, with HBO Max and Paramount Plus, you don't get the 4K um, picture quality. Um, and with HBO Max, you weren't getting the uh, day and date theatrical releases when they were doing those as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Netflix does on there because I don't know. Not much has been released. They haven't really said a whole lot about, as to what they were going to do. Just that they were going to be starting at an ad supported tier or or two, the end of the by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at their price the way um, Netflix is priced, you know, they've got their basic tier, which is standard definition, one stream, that's $9.99 a month. <clears throat> they have a standard uh, tier, which is HD and two streams. So you can have two simultaneous streams mm-hmm. and that's $15.49 a month now. And then the premium, which I think, which is what I still subscribe to. Same. I, I was going to, I was going to dump it and then I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a 4k with four streams for $19.99. Yep. So my question is, you know, where, where are they going to price these ad-supported tiers or tiers, and what are these tiers going to be? You know, my my Well, it's got to be free, right? My, <laughs> well, it's not going to be free, no. You don't think so? My, no, no, no. It won't, they, I think they've already stated they won't be free. Hmm. Uh, my hunch is that maybe they'll have a basic, ver- ad-supported version of their basic that, that would be maybe between $5.99 and $7.99, and maybe a standard ad-supported version, nine ninety nine to twelve ninety nine. I I, mm. I don't know. Or maybe they'll just have a you know a five ninety nine or seven ninety nine ad-free that maybe has one or two streams to it, and yeah. maybe is HD. Well, maybe what they're gonna do is they'll have you strapped down to a chair like Alex <laughs> and have your eyes, yeah, uh, uh, medically kept open so that you're forced to watch these ads. Yeah. And the other question is, how are they going to handle the ads? And, you know, are they going to do the front loaded? Mm-hmm. Um, or are they going to do the front load plus the uh, interstitials? Um, and I think that's where um, there was a rumor a few weeks ago that that Netflix was thinking of buying Roku. Oh, really? I missed that one. Somebody was running that. And I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. And a lot of, you know, a lot of analysts kind of looked into it and they're like, yeah, that's 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 bullshit um but when i started to think about it i'm like well they're talking to roku well 
where is Roku making a lot of their money these days? Because they're not making it on hardware, really. No. Because because we we've pretty much reached a saturation point with streaming hardware. I would think so. Yeah. Um. Now, obviously, they're gonna, still going to make hardware because you know the, these things don't last forever, and we do have jumps in technology and so forth. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My my hunch is that I think Netflix was talking to Roku to buy software. What do you mean? Uh, you know, looking at oh well, what how how are you running the Roku channel? What what you know because it's basically it's not that different. The Roku channel you know started out really as mostly a on demand ad supported service. Yeah. So my thing my feeling was because there there were that was true that they that Netflix was talking to Roku about you, something. You can't imagine that Netflix would be talking to them about technology purchases, right? Because well. I mean, they've got all yeah. the encodes. They've got all the servers already. So it's got to be on the front end, right? No, I think it was more. Um, how do you? How are you doing ads? Oh, hmm. The ad, or, or the possibly ad partnering with tech? them, partnering with them, uh, and using them as a sales to sell sell ads on Netflix. That I mean, that's just me thinking outside of the box. Because yeah. um, that part was true. Uh, in fact. Um, at both Netflix and Roku, they they put in this out of the blue um, where uh, employees couldn't couldn't purchase stock all of a sudden, and it wasn't the normal time that they couldn't purchase stock. Mm. So something so was something, something was, something up, was yeah. going on. Yeah, because uh, if you've ever worked for a company that um, oh yeah that was a public company, mm-hmm. and I have, and they did a lot of acquisitions. You know, when when those acquisitions were were about to be announced, there was suddenly, you know, a freeze on employee stock purchases. Yeah. Quiet modes or something like that. Yeah. 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 Which, which also blows my mind. And I'm going off topic a little bit here with, with the whole CNN plus debacle at, at Warner discovery. Yeah. Um, you know, but anyway, um, so so we can move on to Disney plus. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's pull that thread just a little bit too, because my parents keep saying, do we need this Discovery Plus? All the shows that I wanted have moved to that, you know, that they love have moved to that, and they can't get them on their cable anymore. So are are, are they are they in danger of you know killing their their cable TV stuff by pushing this stuff to the to the, well, the streams the, too that's, fast? That's the big question: is how much longer is cable and broadcast TV going to last? And we certainly haven't seen any move to 4K HDR over the air, right? So that, that uh, almost seems like a dead shift. There are, too. there are some markets in the U.S. that are doing it. Yeah, but it's 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 not an all of country effort. So it's not yet onesie no. twosies. Well, it's it's dead in the water. Yeah, we're, well, remember how long it took us to get to HD? So yeah. and digital, um, they and they had to keep putting off the digital cutoff. Yeah, but the they made cutoff. but they made it work, man. I I, I yeah, still I they see did. that as a success. I know it was painful, but I I see that HD transition as overall a success. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's any truth anymore to the rumor that that um, you know that they're going to merge HBO Max and Discovery into one service. I don't know how I true think, that is anymore. I think they're crazy if they don't. Um, but but I know folks like my parents who are you know tied to a single TV with a cable box and will never mm-hmm. go to streaming, they're losing out. And I know that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So so one other thing that you mentioned was uh, you know, that that technology moves on and new you know, new new versions come out. The the first thing I thought of when I saw the Apple T V at hundred and twenty bucks, I was like, well, they're definitely replacing Clearance. that in the fall. <laughs> 
because that rumor keeps coming around. Yeah, but I don't know what else they can. Box. I don't know what else they can add to to Apple TV. I was one of the ones that wanted them to make a Blu-ray player. I wanted them to tie, you know, the the Apple TV service into cable boxes. But neither of those matter. If they ever mattered, they don't matter anymore. So what else do we need out of an Apple TV box except better gaming, right? I mean, that's the only thing that they could add to it, that as far as I can or, see. Or a budget version. Well, that's true. If you, you make Step it a thumb version. thumb thumb drive for 99 bucks, they'll sell a trillion of them. Uh, right. Am I the guy that's going to buy that? Probably not. And is it way better to have that built into the TV? Yeah, for the first two years of the TV's life, and then it becomes... You know a um, you know an anchor. Um, I don't know. Right, and and you know, I forgot to put this in the notes, but you know the the CEO of Roku had at one point not too long ago said it predicted that um, eventually uh, companies like Samsung, Vizio, LG um, are going to have to adopt Roku, Fire, or um, Android, or possibly Apple um, as the smart engine for their their tel- their televisions i don't um, know man i all my tv and i know i know i'm not a typical consumer but all of my tvs are life support systems for hdmi ones <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so i don't know i don't know about that but that's why i'm in completely different business yeah all right so what about but, uh, what about this sony's inconsistencies i know that you got a couple well, marks against them oh jump in uh, disney plus disney plus oh okay quick. yeah yeah um i i think what we're going to see with disney plus is hold on to your hold on to your seat and actually disney has actually come out and said this they're going to come out with an ad supported version mm-hmm. and expect a price increase on the ad free version oh i'm 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 fine with that i think they're the best value so, in, in the I, market I think, right now it's going to be a sticker shock for those of us who who got in on that three-year deal. Yep. Because that's coming up this October. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's currently seven seven ninety nine a month for the ad free. I think it's going to go up to to nine ninety nine. Yeah, it may even be and, more than and, that. And the ad supported will come in at five ninety nine. I think. Yeah. Because I'm fine with that. At, at seven ninety nine, you can't really go a whole lot lower than that. Right. With ad, um, especially when you look at the pricing on Hulu. So I didn't ask this, but um, if you were to rate the services, I know we're going to talk about the best streaming devices, but if you were going to rate the streaming services by value, which would you say is the best value and worst? Disney's probably the best um, because they they don't surcharge you for the 4K. Yep. Um, Their original content is is actually pretty good. For both adults and kids. Right. And they're bringing a lot of content over from like national geographic channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and my wife loves, um, animal shows. So yeah. we're getting our animal shows there. Um, they have a great series called secrets of secrets of the zoo. And they have like four or five different zoos that they do that show on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an interesting show. They have a lot of vet shows as well. Nat Geo. Um, on, on natural, Ge- the national geographic tab. Yeah. yeah on Disney plus. Yep. Um, and the Marvel shows are really good as well. Yep. And so, and, and the, the star Wars shows have been very good too. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're a little up and down and I, I think people are starting to get star Wars burnout. I'm, I'm afraid to say, we'll see how long they can keep that going. Yeah. 
Um, they have said that you know on the uh, ad supported that you know there will be no ads on any of the child age profiles. Really, I would have thought it would be just the opposite. And regardless of which profile you're on, any show that's aimed at a preschooler preschooler will be ad free. Mm-hmm. Uh, no more than four minutes of ads per hour, which is half of what Hulu does. Yeah, and no ads for competitors, alcohol, or politics. Yeah, I mean, you could make a mint just advertising action figures and and um, you know the the equivalent for you know prin- princess for girls, but yeah, yeah. Hmm. And I'm sure I, we'll get uh, I'm sure we'll get more promos as well for for upcoming shows and stuff like that. Yeah, which Paramount Plus does without being able to skip. Um, at least on Prime Video, you can skip that. Do you think? Uh, do you? Th- I mean, Prime is is an excellent value whether you're using it or not because it's essentially free do you think that hbo max and um and netflix are good values for what they're costing i I think hbo max is still overpriced Mm -hmm. at 14.99 a month for the for the content that you get on there um because i go on there everyone i still i'm my six month trial ended two months ago and i still have not gone in and canceled it Mm -hmm. but i've gone in to look for something i'm like no no Oh, that movie's on there. I'll have to remember that before I, you know, cancel yeah. the service. And then my wife's like, oh, I want to see that series. And, yeah. You know, she For me, watch, it's all um, about the series rather than the movies, though. Yeah. So, you know, but $14.99 a month, $14.99 a month I think, is, is a little steep. Mm-hmm. Um, and Netflix, especially $19.99 a month, I think, is, is a bit steep as well. Um, and lately, I haven't really found – well, no, I take that back. A couple months ago, I couldn't find anything on there to watch. The last month or two, I found they brought back a lot of series that we were watching previously. So, um, like Umbrella Academy. Okay. Um, so we didn't cancel it. So, um, so I'm, lot- I'm trying to get into the habit of, of canceling and coming back, <laughs> but I just have not gotten yeah. to do that. So a lot of people were surprised. Uh, the last award show for for TV. Uh, what, I forget which one it was. Was just literally dominated by Apple TV Plus, and so well, in, they in, also won their first Oscar this year. Yep, and and so they're straddling between TV and movies with with what they're putting out, and they're also doing documentaries, kids TV. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people underestimated Apple's. Let's start small and grind on it and build every six months. And I th- I think this is going to turn into a juggernaut that people are not ready for, I, just just on the awards that they're winning alone. Yeah, and it, I mean it's it's what four ninety nine a month. I don't know. I, whatever. I think it's yeah. It's four. Yeah, it is four. It's four ninety nine a month because yeah. I just it's another service I keep forgetting to cancel. Yeah. Uh, after my free trial. Um, but you know what's great about Apple is that both Apple TV Plus and the Apple Music, um, you can still get you know. If you go directly to Apple, their free trials are not very good. Mm-hmm. They're not very long. But if you go to a retailer like Target, you go to Target.com or you go to BestBuy.com, you can get a free trial gift card and you get like three months of Apple TV Plus or six months of Apple Music. And that's even for, for returning people or you legit have to be a new customer? New and returning. Um, I had I what with Apple Music. What I found is if I go off Apple Music for a month or two, Mm -hmm. I can come. I can go back and get one of those free trials Mm. and get another five 
I think I just did that. I, I was off for, I canceled for like two months and then I got the Best Buy six month trial and I got five months of Apple Music. So um, I haven't tried Apple TV Plus yet because I, I haven't, I still haven't canceled my, uh, the free trial that came with my, uh, my, my iPhone. Gotcha. I, I'm I'm thinking about this, Todd, and I think the only service that I've ever signed up for that I've actually canceled has been the Criterion Channel, and that wasn't for a, a lack of content. They 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 definitely were putting good stuff out. It's just I you know I was overwhelmed at my number of choices, and mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. just happened to be the the last one that was costing me significantly amount significant amounts of money for the amount that I was getting out of it. Mm-hmm. So there's a limit for everybody, even you know, yeah. content heads like me. So wrapping this up, you have a couple things on Sony. What what's going on there? Um, just that you know, it, it, Movies Anywhere has supported Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos for for a number of years. Yep. And Sony consistently, if you try to watch any Sony movies that you own in your in your Movies Anywhere library and you have them in 4K. You're only going to be able to watch them in HDR10 and 5.1 audio on the Movies Anywhere app. Okay. Um, and and that's been an ongoing battle. Uh, and um, I'm at the point where I'm about ready to to send some letters on that. But is that uh, is that it, still? It doesn't make any sense to me. Is it still is true the, if you use the iTunes app or the TV app for Movies Anywhere? Yeah, for for Sony Movies and Movies Anywhere. If you watch them on the across the TV, all platforms, no, no I'm just uh, saying on with, on on the Apple TV or something. If you watch it on the TV app, do they do they get downgraded or are they full power there? No, you if you watch the movies on Vudu or if you watch them on um, Apple T, the Apple TV app or the iTunes app, um, they will be in Dolby Vision and uh, Dolby Atmos if okay. if it's available. So why would you want to use the Movies Anywhere app as opposed to the native apps or the the Premiere apps? The search function um, on Roku for Movies Anywhere is better than on Apple TV. I see. Okay. Um, plus, uh, you know, for larger families, these extra services with you know where where you can because there's still a limit to the number of devices you can use on an app. I think it's now ten. It used to be eight. Mm. So when you know with Voodoo, you could have up to eight devices connected to your Voodoo account. Uh, with Movies Anywhere, you could have up to eight devices connected to your Movies Anywhere account. And then um, I think Apple, I think Apple limits you to five. I think. Hmm. I don't um, know. I've I've got more so than the, that just by myself and haven't run into it. But yeah. So so with Movies Anywhere, it, 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 with with being able to watch it on different services, that that. For, especially for large families, it kind of helps spread out um, your devices. Gotcha. A little more. Um, but then there's things like, you know, Lawrence of Arabia. So on Movies Anywhere, it's HDR10 and 5.1. On Apple TV, it's Dolby Vision and 5.1. Hmm. And on Voodoo, it's Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos. But if, but if each of those services are doing their own encodes, is that Sony's fault or is it the service's fault? That's the question. Yeah, and we don't know. Um, Sony says it's the, the service, the, the retailer says it's, it's Sony. So, mm. um, you know, Uncharted is the same thing. You know, movies anywhere is HDR 10 and 5.1 Apple TV. It's Dolby vision and Dolby Atmos, but on Voodoo, it's Dolby vision and 5.1. Hmm. It bringing up Uncharted made me think of something that I wanted to talk about with the, the, um, 
Prime Day. Have you noticed that 4K discs are holding their value on the stores for a lot longer now? Um, I think that's true of, of pretty much a physical media period. You think so? Um, we're not seeing, and I, I used to remember when, you know, movies, new movies opening, you know, the first week that they were available on disc, you know, you could get them, pick them up for 20 bucks. Yep. Even in 4K. Yeah. Um, unless it's a catalog title, that's just not the case anymore. They're, you know, 4K is going to be 30 to $35 mm-hmm. um, the first week. Blu-ray is going to be 20 to $25, usually sometimes 30 depending on, on the title. Yep. Um, I don't look at DVD anymore. But Yeah, um, yeah so talking about Sony, I've had a couple Sony 4K discs in my wish list, including Far From Home. And as you said, it was twenty four ninety nine first week. After that, it went up to twenty seven ninety nine, and has not been cheaper than twenty five ninety nine. So I'm wondering if they've just been holding this for Prime Week, or if it's just the new normal that these discs are going to hold their value. I think it's the new normal. I don't think you're going to see um, a real influx or, or, or a big sale on pricing until Black Friday, probably. That's that's been the traditional. Uh, bar, still this traditional bargain time for, for physical media. But I want an Oompa Loompa now, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so finishing out with Sony, you said that they've got a, some content deals that are um, with Netflix and Disney and Hulu. Right. What, what's yeah, the, we know, what's we the know Sony's been so good at, 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 you know, launching their own streaming services yes. over the years. Um, I think they finally gave up. Because uh, they sold Crackle to mm. um, Chicken Soup of the so- for the Soul. What? Uh, who who just bought Redbox as well? What? Are you? Yeah, are you Sony does not own Crackle anymore. No, I know that, but is that really the name of the company? That's the name of the company. That's insane. And they just they just acquired Redbox too. Are 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 they like their own vertical? The way like a a for dummies would be? Because I mean that's. I, it, I don't know. It's it's like that one book there, spawned like four hundred different things. Is that what happened? I, I I don't know. I just was doing some research on Redbox and saw that they were because um, I thought they were. I had heard that they were on the verge of bankruptcy, and then they just got oh, wow. acquired by by the same company that that owns Crackle. Wow, that's crazy. You're gonna have to post some notes in the the show notes on that because okay. I I want to read up on that one. <laughs> All right, but uh, so so Sony uh, their deal with Stars ended last year. Yeah. Okay. With the 2021 theatricals, um, so starting this year with 2022 theatrical releases, um, they're going to be premiering on Netflix about 30 to 60 days after the physical media release, and the first one is going to be this month later this month with Morbius. It, so Morbius is going to hit Netflix uh, later this month. Mm-hmm. For those of you who absolutely have to see it. Yes, it's Morbin um, time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then it will. Then after. Then it will. But it'll be on Netflix for about 13 months. Okay. After that 13 months, sometime after that 13 months, those movies are going to transition over to Disney Plus or Hulu, mm-hmm. depending on on what how mature the content is, obviously. Yeah. Uh, the more mature content is going to end up on Hulu. The more family-friendly stuff is going to be on Disney Plus. Um, and then it'll be on that those services for about 13 months. Um, it was really weird because I remember when that deal was announced, it was like, you know, one day Netflix, the Netflix announcement came out, and then the following day, the the Disney Plus um, press release came out, and they were almost identical. And I'm like, 
did they screw up the the other press release? <laughs> and then I, I had to like look at it and read it yep. really carefully. And it was like, oh, okay, Netflix first, then Disney. Yeah. And I it's, remember everyone was like, yay, the, the Spider-Man movies are finally coming to Disney+. Plus. I go, um, yeah, but, but not for another year or two. Yeah. It's crazy what these windows are doing. The Blacklist, or Black Phone, is still in theaters, came out a week or two ago, and they just announced that it'll be on digital on Friday. Mm-hmm. And I guess they're going to charge 30 bucks for it. I mean, it's, it's a movie I wanted to see. I, I could have gone to use my A-list to go see it, but... Well, the first two weeks that um, Doctor Strange 2 was on Disney+, Plus, it was still playing in theaters. Yeah. Of course, it was playing to crickets in, in the smallest auditoriums, sure. but um, yeah, it was still playing. You got to ring that long tail, man. Yeah. Uh, the Batman is, was, was doing it, too. And do, does does any of that, the, the Sony deals that you're talking about, does any of that have impacts on MCU characters or anything like that, or is that totally separate? Well, the Spider-Man movies are included in that part of that but but not characters right it's it's just windows that we're talking about it's just it's just content yeah okay um now netflix does get what disney plus didn't get uh netflix does get um anything that's made that sony co-produces directly for netflix whether it be a direct to video movie or or a series they get sequel rights to it so yeah okay it's interesting you also have a note it, here that there's other content reverting back to studio yeah, and so, streaming. So we know that, yeah. So we know that the tw- that 20th Century Studios, no longer 20th Century Fox, right? Uh, that that this is the last year for that on HBO. Okay. And uh, Disney signed a special de- made a special deal with them so that you know some of that content um, will appear on either Disney Plus or Hulu. And we've seen that. We've seen that with West Side Story, uh, Nightmare Alley, uh, The King's Man, and, and a few other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be some movies that are going to be on both services. Uh, but at the end, at, when uh, 2022 theatricals are over, um, that's going to be all Hulu mm. from that point forward. Do you see uh-huh. it sustainable as keeping these Disney Plus, Hulu, Discovery as separate services? Or do you see them eventually merging well, th- into a single one? That's a big one? question because um, we have, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens to Hulu in the next 18 months because Disney pl- Disney has uh, 18 months to decide whether or not to buy out Comcast's um, one-third stake in Hulu. Yeah. Um, and they have to do it at market value. Yeah. Uh, and I re- read an interesting article not too recent, uh, rather recently, and um, where they were saying, well, maybe Comcast should bu- should buy the two thirds from Disney. And I'm like, eh. Yeah, I don't know about that. They they well they seem they were like, well, there's better synergy there with Peacock because it'll be like Pluto and Paramount Plus. And I'm like, I read that and I was like, well, they must have forgotten that that Comcast owns Zumo, which is a, a Pluto clone, um, but. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot Peacock even existed. Yeah, I don't watch anything. Well, I don't watch anything on Peacock because everything's behind the paywall. Yeah, uh, I think the only time I watched Peacock uh, was I think a news special that again my local affiliate here cut into, <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't on Hulu. Oh boy. Yeah. So, uh, I, I don't. I, I don't even think I have the app installed. And then, um, and then uh, MGM. 
I think it was announced just the other day that uh, Stallone's latest movie that he made for MGM is skipping theaters and going right to Prime Video. And of course, we know Amazon now owns MGM outright. Right. So. Yeah. We'll see how that transition goes. Yeah. But I mean, I trust Amazon to handle that right. I trust uh, Disney to handle the the Fox stuff. But anything after that, man, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how it's all going to shake out. But it'll be interesting um, to see. Yeah. Well, the, they've already said that that the new home for 20th century studio movies and for um, searchlight movies is going to be Hulu. Yeah, we'll see. Like I said, we'll see. Unless it's a family-friendly kind of movie. Well, may, may, you know, maybe we can get Song of the South on Hulu, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have, the, they have the mature rating now on... Uh, on Disney Plus. So. Yeah, good good luck ever putting anything mature on that. I don't see it, it did. happening. They put the Marvel uh Netflix series. Yeah, I mean that's that's And and they moved and they moved the Beatles get back uh to that as well. Did they? Yeah. And what 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 is that called? Is it is it a whole separate tab? No, no, no. Uh so when you set your ratings, yeah, for for each of the profiles, you can set a pin to it as well. Uh, so like a, a child's profile, or if you set a profile to TV 14, yeah. um, you can't get, you can't watch and you won't even see it on, on your, um, user interface, yeah. uh, anything above TV 14 and get back is rated R or something like that. It doesn't have a rating. It's, it has a, uh, for, you know, parental discretion advised. I would give it a TV MA rating just for language. Okay. And I checked because I have I do have some uh, different uh, user profiles with different age limits on them, and uh, yeah, you can't get the get back unless you have a full uh, TVMA setting. Good job, Disney, preventing children from being exposed to the Beatles. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, Todd, this was an awesome conversation. I I love picking your brain with stuff like this. Uh, hopefully we can keep it up and keep uh, definitely got some ideas for some more things. Did 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 I catch all of your? Uh, we just didn't do uh, streaming devices, but we kind of covered that. Oh yeah, early yeah. On. Yeah, um, that's true. I think Roku is your your best value. Okay. Um, if you're looking for the best of the best, then of course Apple TV. Stay away from the Fire Stick yep. 4K Max. Okay. The 4K Fire Stick is okay. The 4K Fire Stick Max. Stay away from it. It has mandatory uh, frame interpolation turned on. Ooh. You cannot turn it off. Stay uh. away from it. Unless you like the soap opera effect. <laughs> well, there are people but there's that no do. Reason, there's no reason for a soap opera effect to be on a streaming device when every TV has that functionality on it. Yeah, well, that's crazy. Uh, any uh, kind of dark horses there? What about the TVs that uh, have some of those fire and other things built in? If you're looking for a bedroom TV, I, I think those are good value. Okay. Uh, built-in Roku, built-in Fire TV. You know, and throw a sound bar on it uh, for like a bedroom or a den or, or a playroom or something like that. Those, those are you know, and you don't have a lot of space. That that's a good option. Mm -hmm. uh, the apps are going to be still be maintained on that much longer than they would on like LG's WebOS. Okay. Or or Samsung's Tizen. Yeah. Because uh, after about because they come out with a new version of WebOS and ties in like every two years. And that's when um, all the apps stop getting, you know, updated for that operating, that older version of the operating system. So. Okay. Well, we appreciate so like, that. 
like my my seven year old LG, which has web uh, web OS on it. None of the apps work on that anymore. Yeah, and um, my you know you helped me get the the Roku from my parents, and they've been enjoying that every time I come to visit because they can't figure it out on their own. Uh, mm-hmm. No, you know, no joke, really. I'm not I'm not throwing them under the yeah. bus or anything. They they literally cannot figure out how to get to HDMI too. So um, there my, there my is. Mom- my mom lost her Roku remote, and she was so proud of herself that that uh, she was able to load the Roku app on her uh, iPhone and oh. control her Roku from her iPhone. Well, I am proud of your mom because and use and and <laughs> click on uh, private listening so that she could use her Bluetooth um, wow. hearing aids to watch TV. Well, treasure that, Todd, because uh, I think that's a rare gift for uh, for our generation's parents to be able to pull that off. My, mine definitely. Yeah. Have no interest in even trying, so so definitely appreciate that. All right, well let's uh, let's I try th- that theme song. Let's try that again. We're uh, our contractually mandated uh, uh, DRM um, breaking theme song. We have uh, two players tonight. I've got mine, and uh, which is RRR, which I almost did last week. And you said that you wanted to talk about Terrific Man, so I'm not going to submarine you and, ma- and make it my choice. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought Terrific Man was good, so so rest oh, easy on that. Because I don't uh, think it's good. Well, it it it's good for what it is, Todd. I think yes, as yes, as it is. as and a, you know, I, I got to say, um, it was fun putting that movie back together. Yep. What was more fun though, and and. Again, you know, I'll, if you don't post a link, Sam, I will to the mm-hmm. playlist where yep. you can get all the bonus features as well. I had a blast putting together the special features for that. Well, I I did watch the Zoom call and that was fun uh, with you guys reminiscing. The commentary was more fun. Oh, I haven't haven't done that, so I'll have to have we, to. We had that. a lot of fun with the commentary. It, That's it, great. It's very funny. No, I think you guys had a lot of talent for the the gear that you had in the in the. Um, uh, the, the 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 tools that were available to mm-hmm. you, and I know that my group of friends could not have put anything together nearly that, oh, that well done. Wait, wait till Warren's Revenge comes out. Okay, All right. um, I hired a cinematographer on that one. Oh, okay. All right, cool. So, so again, my choice is RRR, which is on Netflix in 4K and Dolby Atmos, uh, and yours is Cinderella, which I'm I believe is the uh, 2021 Walt Disney version. 2021 Amazon Prime. Sony Amazon version. Prime version. Okay, that's a different horse of a different color. All right, you want to go first? Or do you want me to? Uh, you can go first. Okay. So, have you heard of RRR or have you watched it? I have not watched it. I have heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, two of my friends raved about it. Uh, they both raved about the 3D in it. Um, the one friend has a, a 3D museum in LA. Okay. Um, and works with uh, Bob Fromerek in trying to. He helps with his fundraiser mm-hmm. for uh, restoring 3D classics. So, um, but they, he, you know, so he raved about it. Uh, my one of my former uh, co-writers, uh, who I keep in touch with, um, you know, she, she raved about it, and she actually saw it twice. I know it's a long movie. I'm like, wow, it is. Yeah, it's close to it three twice. hours. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say good. Okay. Um... Two questions. First of all, the 3D is on Netflix in 3D, or how did they see it in 3D? No, they um, there were select theaters that actually ran it in 3D, so they saw it in the theater. Okay. They didn't see it on Netflix. I they see. saw it uh, several months ago. Okay. 
All right. So, um, just setting the scene here a little bit, it is a uh, Bollywood dramatization of the um, uh, the the independence from the British rule. Um, and so, imagine in our history, if in in you know we you've seen 1776 where they break out into song mm-hmm. about. So imagine that, but also putting in the violence of uh, the ultra violence of a Bollywood um, kung fu style, beat them up, blow them up kind of thing. Um, and I did have to. I, again, I watched. It was recommended to me by uh, one of my fellow board game players. Uh, went into it not knowing anything about it. Uh, the The movie opens with this guy. Um, it, essentially taking on the tiger from um, Life of Pi kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And then from there goes into how he becomes a hero of this movement for independence, along with a buddy cop kind of bromance uh, with a guy who's who unknowingly is trying to take him down. Um, I thought it was hysterical. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was incredibly well done. About an hour and a half into it, and I said, "All right, enough with the 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 the, the kung fu type stuff." But no, they they didn't listen to me, and they just got even crazier <laughs> with it. Uh, so I would definitely say that it's good. I would definitely say you have to uh, not only be willing to suspend disbelief, but also be on board with a couple things. One, uh, the Bollywood. Um, dance moves and stuff like that. On top of that, um, it was filmed in one language, it was dubbed in another, and then on top of that, it was uh, subtitles in English. So the the voices don't match up to the mouths, and you have subtitles going on. So I know that there's a good popular, good portion of the American office, uh, American viewing public that is going to be against that. Um, mm-hmm. But for somebody like me who loves the history of film, who has had a limited exposure to Bollywood movies, who thinks that just breaking out into dance in the middle of the thing is expected and normal and hilarious and incredibly well done visually, the visual flair on it is great. The HDR is great. The Atmos is great. Um Actually, uh, the, the Atmos, uh, the one area I was disappointed was the, the low end, and I'm almost thinking that there was some kind of hiccup there because I, I put it on down in my basement the next day, and I think it was a little bit better. So be careful there. If things don't sound like they're lining up right, um, try it. Try a different stream. Uh, you know, Try to right. reset and stuff like that. But, yes, definitely good, definitely recommended. I started a thread on Home Theater Forum about it. And that's gotten some good feedback, too. Um, but definitely do not take it as any kind of accurate telling of the uh, the, the War for Independence. You so, know, the director's previous film was about twice as long. Really? Six hours? Yeah. I w- I've, I've been listening to the uh, the Movies That Made Us podcast, a couple of those yeah. uh, that uh, Josh Olson and Joe Dante do. Mm-hmm. And I think they were talking to Neil McDonough. And they were talking about this movie as well. Okay. And uh, yeah, they said something like, "Yeah, his 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 previous film was like five hours." Oh man. <laughs> no, I don't think I could sit through that. Not in one sitting. I actually, I am halfway through Reds. Have you ever seen Reds? Oh yeah. 
that's like that's over four hours. Really? I, I I got to the intermission on that and said I'm coming back to this another day. Uh, I was I was Did not you ever come back. No, this has been three months. <laughs> I don't know if I ever will. Um, Oh, I thought you saw it in theater. And no, 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 no. I, I, <laughs> I got thirty the, years later. You didn't. No, I, I got in the second half. I think it was on iTunes for like two ninety nine. I was like, oh, I heard that was good. Uh, I had no idea that you know what the history of it was, and uh, the the I I wound up re researching the actors' takes on it and blah 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 and all the politics behind that that we can't get into. And yeah, I don't, I don't know that yeah, this was the, the right... Russian revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if this was the right movie for me to begin with. No. Um, but well, but someday I'll finish it. <laughs> yeah. Well, imagine someone who's a teenager trying to watch it. Oh no, you, that's when you saw it. That was me. That oh, was no. me. that was the last time I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about yours. I thought you were talking about the Disney princess remake of Cinderella. Tell me about oh, the Amazon the version. Directed cause... by Ken. Oh, yeah. You're you're thinking of the one with Kenneth Branagh yes. directed and, yeah. and Lily James is, is Cinderella. Yes. No. And, li- and no, this and... is the this is the new jukebox musical version. Mm. Starring Camilo Cabello, I think is her name. Okay. Uh and a bunch of other people. Pierce Brosnan is in it yet again. It plays another king in another costume drama. Totally miscast. He's doing a Sean Connery impersonation. Um, well, they they were both James Bond, so that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, 4K HDR See, Dolby Atmos. Uh, this was a Blu-ray release. This was okay. a Blu-ray disc that was sent to me by Sony to re- review. Mm-hmm. It is available on Prime for free uh, in 4K HDR and Atmos. Okay. Um, Auto Tune uh, Galore. Auto tune. I, I think I've already answered your question. Yeah, Auto tune jukebox. I'm going all the way to ugly. Yeah. Yeah. That bad, huh? Yeah. I think uh, my my tagline on the review is Cringerella on Auto Tune. <laughs> uh, this movie is it, it's it's self aware. It's way too self aware. Oh, they wink um, at the audience kind of deal. Yeah. It's from the the. So it was written and directed by. Um, I don't have her name in front of me, but she did. She wrote all three of the Pitch Perfect movies. Okay. Um, It was produced by James Corden, who also makes an appearance, because he has to, because he's in everything these days. Every musical, at least. Yeah. uh, And, uh, yeah, it it was just a struggle to get through. And Mm. it it tries to be way too inclusive of everything and um, um, tries way too hard at that as well. Um, The Fabulous Godmother was a bit too much for me. yeah, it, it, you know, and and it's it's a very divisive film too because I was looking at the reviews of it from users on Home Theater Forum, and there were some people who absolutely loved it, and there were others that absolutely hated it, mm-hmm. and very few people who were in the middle. Were the folks that loved it like fourteen-year-old girls? Did was that like the target audience, and did it no, at least hit no, with them? No, no, I'm talking about Home Theater Forum members. Oh, okay. <laughs> so some Home Theater Forum members did like it, loved it. Hmm. Well, maybe it's just you. I'll have to have to no, break the tie. No, because there are others who absolutely hated it, like <laughs> me. So, and, and I, I posted my review uh, just a few days ago, and mm-hmm. and there's a couple of people who go, well, yeah, it's not everyone's cup of tea. One guy yeah. was like, another one's like, yeah, you're right. I, I absolutely hated it. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, I'll pull up. I'll put the trailer in the uh, the show notes, and we'll go from there. All right. All right, well, Todd, this was... I had a lot of fun with this one. I I wasn't 100% sure that we were going to fill the time. We've gone almost two hours talking about 
uh, streaming we frustrations. <laughs> we we do. We 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 have very strong opinions, and uh, you and I see things mostly the same way. I think so. That that's very yeah. cool. Yeah. But we appreciate you being the expert and filling us in, and we'll keep an eye on Amazon tonight and see if anything else cool pops up. And uh, we'll we'll keep hoping that the streaming world evolves and gets better. Yep. All right, Todd. Any final words? No. All right. Well, thanks but for joining us. Be sure to check. Be sure to check out uh, Terrific Man on Ter- YouTube. Terrific Man on YouTube and Todd's review of Cinderella. Yep. <laughs> All right, Todd. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you again next time. All right. This has been Home Theater United. We'll be back. 